0: G'day Say hey, Welcome to uh, uh, the return of Bet With Brilliance this week. We're previewing Bletchingley Stakes Day from Caulfield. As always, I'm your host, Jack Hudson, and uh, joined by the Sydney writer and analyst for Brilliance, it's uh, Jared Fish. Fish, how you going, mate?
1: G'day, Jack. Yeah, mate. Uh, hanging in there. It's uh, lockdown down here where I live in Wollongong, so been a bit quiet lately and I've um, been able to do plenty of form and watch plenty of races, but yeah, just trying to stay safe in this whole COVID thing and looking forward to. Talking to you again. It's been a few weeks, but hopefully we can find some winners for the for the punters.
0: Yeah, we're just saying before we started recording. I've been looking forward to get back on and and uh, and have a have a yarn to you about a bit of racing. My missus has been looking forward to me having a chat to you as well, so I can stop chewing her ear off. She's getting sick of that. Um, but just shout out to anyone that's that's listening. That's but uh, doing it a bit tough in in lockdown. Hopefully it won't be too much longer, and uh, some people can get out there and do the right things, and we'll get life back as, as normal as we can have it but um fish like i said off the top we're previewing bletchingly steaks day at uh caulfield mates uh this podcast before i go any further punters and and all the other ones uh, as you know they're sponsored by uh southern cross bet they're 100 percent australian owned and operated uh lap the app sorry i should say the app's live on uh, Android and and iPhone, so get around that partners. And if you do, please make sure that you gamble responsibly. Uh, Fish, we've got a few sort of different segments for the the spring coming up for uh, Bet with Brilliance, mate. The first one, we're doing our own bit of Trash and Treasure, mate. That's the the starting point for this episode. So it's been a couple of weeks away. What's your uh, what's your your trash for the the the
1: we trashed for the first uh, first podcast back is uh, this no no race meetings in Victoria next week from Monday to Friday. Um, there's been a lot of talk about it recently, and obviously lots of trainers have weighed in on, on the case and why they're unhappy about it. Uh, obviously, I understand completely that there's a massive workload in the industry for from trainers, farriers, stable hands, jockeys, and everyone involved. Uh, they work large hours, but to me, a week off, really what it does is just grows the workload for the next week. Trainers aren't actually going to have a week off. I don't think the jockeys are going to still be going in and doing their track work and stuff like that. So um, I think they need to sort of, if jockeys want to have a bit of a break from the industry, and that they need to just say that they want a break and have a few weeks off. But as you saw this week, um, there were so many nominations in the Melbourne races this week, and then it's going to be the same the week after. It's just going to overload everything. But anyway, that's a... Chat for next time. But, yeah, I certainly disagree with the uh, race-free week in Victoria, that's for sure. You got any thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, mate. It was actually – I was listening to the – it was after the last uh, – so we're recording this Thursday night. So after the last on racing.com was yesterday, and they spoke to a couple of different people about that. I think it was the CEO of the – or the chairman of the Trainers Association and then someone from Racing Victoria as well. It was interesting that, that they said that this was something that – everyone was notified about 18 months and it's only in the week leading up to the week off that the trainers are starting to blow up about it. It's, they've had plenty of time to prepare. They knew this was coming, but um, uh, the, the saying that, that they use uh, in the show, it escaped me, but they sort of didn't really look at it and pay any attention to it until it was actually coming. So there's, um, yeah. it, it's going to hurt turnover for, for racing in Victoria especially. Uh, and for racing as a whole, uh, unless everyone just gets onto the, the beautiful cards that we've got, like Royal Ipswich tomorrow, at, uh, out there at Ipswich in Queensland, and there's uh, New South Wales going around as well. So hopefully it doesn't take too much of a dent, but there's plenty of, uh, there's plenty of things going on there. What about your uh, treasure, mate?
1: Just before I get into the treasure, I wanted to add that uh, many people involved in racing, just from a punting perspective, you probably don't realise as well, I mean, um, it's such a massive toll on jockeys and trainers and everyone. Jockeys usually go and do track work at 3, 3.30 in the morning. Then they ride races in the afternoon. So I'm not, I'm not saying I disagree with the whole thing Is in they shouldn't take a break. I absolutely um, don't envy them for what they do. So it's a big, tough, tough, tough thing that they do. But yeah, I just think with um, horses that are ready to race and they have to have a week off and can't race, it sort of changes the whole schedule up. But my treasure is the new Midway race in Sydney. Um, that sort of started you know, in the middle of our little break from our podcast. It uh, works off a point system where trainers accrue in terms of wins from the previous year, and it's sort of gives an opportunity for the smaller stables that are full of provincial-type horses that wouldn't usually come into the city, um, and then they can have a cracking town for some good prize money. But since it started, it's been full of big fields, big nominations. It's been very competitive, very hard for punters to pick winners and very fast-paced races, so there's a lot to like about it. That's my treasure. What about yours,
0: mate? Uh, I'll start with the treasure before I get really wound up about the trash, mate. Um, we're seeing a lot of stars coming back to back to the races with the spring coming. Uh, we are talking a bit about it before we started recording. I mean, streets of Avalon showing up in the Um, and even a girlfriend of mine, La Mexicana, she's back uh, at the track on Saturday. They're also getting to the trials and jump out, things like that. So there are a lot of stars coming, coming back. Uh, which is my treasure for the first uh, installment of the segment, mate. Uh, the trash, and I'm looking at this right now as we speak, punters, the ride of Flemington race three, uh, the, the, the Lindhout race where she was uh, odds on favourite, the ride of Tatum Bull on Right Enough Now. I mean, I've never sat on a horse before and I'll probably never do it because they don't want that kind of stress on them. Um, but... Jockey's done absolutely nothing to hold this horse back. It has led second place by half a dozen lengths that's then second place to what would be fourth and fifth, another half a dozen lengths. Strung the field out that far that half of it's not on the camera. And I just feel sorry for the horse, out here, is, has got the absolute audacity to try and chase this thing down. out's only lost by half a length and right enough has knocked up and been beaten know nearly 10 lengths and come in second last it's one of the worst rides i've ever seen um i know it's an apprentices series but just the the ride was absolute garbage for me has given nothing else a chance to win the race let alone the horse itself right enough um and yeah i just on the day i was fuming about it even now that i'm watching it like this thing is just up and down on the spot and has given the the horse no chance of winning i I said on the day, I said, she surely gets dragged into the stewards room and then nothing. So I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but that was uh, that was mine. That's my trash, mate. I have absolutely just garbage ride that, I thought.
1: Mate, well, I was I had a little bit of a solid bet on uh, Lindhout that day as well. And <laughs> when you posted that message in the group chat after the race, I didn't even want to respond to it. I just sort of moved on. I thought, just can't get here. that's what you call a good thing beaten for sure, but... Anyway, hopefully we'll uh, get that money back this weekend. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I
0: did This isn't even pocket talk. I didn't have a single cent on it or any horse that day. Um, but just yeah, I just thought it was an awful ride. Hey punters, there's going to be a couple more segments pop up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to go through the wait for age performance review. We're going to do uh, we're going to do a bit of that on the upcoming pods, and then we're going to do our stable stars. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll get into this weekend fish at Caulfields uh, key races on the day. There's uh, some of the Vobis gold races for the, I believe it's the Victorian uh, bred and uh, owned trained horses. So we've got one for the three-year-olds, the stayers, or the three-year-olds and up the stayers. Uh, we got one for the two-year-olds. Uh, there's a really good fillies and mares race that we'll get into is the Gary Franklin handicap. It's a benchmark 90. Uh, and then obviously the group three, the Bletchingley stakes. So, uh, racing at Caulfield, at the moment the track's a heavy eight and I believe the rail is going to be out three metres there, punters. Uh, looking at uh, – sorry, four metres, the rail out. Uh, looking at a heavy eight or nine on the day, what do you – what was your your thought process when you did the form and how you how do you looked at everything for Saturday, Fish?
1: Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a nice wet track there for sure. I've definitely done form for the heavy range, but, um, Last meeting at Caulfield was in the true range and horses were sort of avoiding the fence. But I think with this four-metre rail, uh, it'll fix that right up and I think, I think it'll suit um, horses being on pace. But I think later in the card, you might see a few flashing home late and also um, depending on the speed of the race, that sort of thing. But I think it'll be a slight on pace advantage for the horses up front. What about you?
0: Yeah, totally agree, mate. I think it, I think the day will be mostly Tempo related. I think as it goes, as the day goes, uh, there'll be better lanes towards the outside and hoping to see a few flash down the middle and get the wind. There's one in uh, one in one of the later races that we'll be talking about. I'm really keen to see, uh, but yeah, go the, 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 wet track form ideally horses in that sort of first four and six, as I always have at Caulfield, their punters and uh, thinking it should be very much Tempo related, but uh well, we'll stop waffling, mate, and we'll get into the first day.
1: Eh? Sounds good. First race is the uh, Ned's Vobis Gold Stayers race over 2,412 metres. Um, surprise, surprise, Kieran Mo and Dave Eustace have a favourite in a staying race in Maserati <laughs> Bay $3.20. Um, Royal Crown, $4. Three year old Cakewalk Baby is $4.80. Muhammad Day is $6. the Refre- Stars, $6. And then out to pretty large odds, of the rest. You think the uh, speed map's going to have a bit of a play here, mate, or what do you, who do you like? Uh,
0: yeah, speed map will have a bit to do with it. I think Great Khan drawn out wide will sit outside Maserati Bay in the first pair. Uh, then Cakewalk Baby, so able. Uh, Mahamadeus, reflect the stars, royal crown. And uh, the pronunciation of this horse always gets me. Alf Weidersen, Uh but I'll leave that one alone for the future. Sorry, punters. Um, tough race to do. I thought I've gone with Mahama Deus on top. He actually won this exact same race last year, punters. So um, interesting to note that this could be an absolute setup job for him. Uh, hasn't won on a heavy, uh, but he's had a run where he was point 0.1 of a length off Sosibon over 2000 metres. So I think... Even though he's not one, he doesn't have bad form. He's uh, striking 50% track and trip for Caulfield. Um, that race was this, this time last year. Uh, Reese McLeod has had a bit of success aboard before. Uh, I think it's the smallest field that he's seen in this prep. So even though he's going to settle back a bit, it's not like he's going to have to make up, you know, sort of six plus lengths once they get around the home turn and into the straight. I think he's easily the class force of the race. And when you look at ratings, he's come in really good at the weights there, punters. So I think, he's, uh, I think he's really capable of winning. Uh, I think the only thing is that sort of being the third pair back on the fence um, could be a bit of trouble. If he's outside of horses, uh, once they get through that sort of first two, three, four hundred metres, uh, I think that if you're betting in play, you can probably give him a few. How did you see the first going?
1: I landed on the three-year-old filly, Cakewalk Baby. I just love the fact that she's had a 2500 meter run under the belt now, and she hit the line there at Flemington in three-year-old grey, which the form hasn't really stood up so far. But um, she also has the wet track tick, which I like for a race like this. Um, Every track win in a placing and likes it soft as well. So I'm just going to take Cakewalk Baby at five dollars in what I think is an open race. Muhammad Davis was my danger, but this is the most weight that he's carried in a long time, and that's the negative for mine. And what I think might end up a heavy nine or 10 track. So I won't be touching it, but on class, I think uh, Mohammed days is the best horse in the race, but yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to play cakewalk baby. I think.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't talk you out of it with uh, the fact that cakewalk baby sort of give me the rest of the field or gets a sort of three and five kilo head start on the rest of the field. What uh, I'll note for the punters and, and uh, what we were talking about there fish that uh, with this race being set weights uh, and penalties, uh, even though the Muhammad days is almost 20 points ahead of uh, the likes of Maserati Bay and, and Royal Crown, he's only going to carry a couple more kilos than them. So, uh, normally that would equate to, I think, about three or four kilos on the weighting scale if it was uh, uh, different conditions the race. Uh, but at the set weights, he's got to carry the 60, and I think he's much better off there. So, that's, that's what we're talking about.
1: Yeah, you make a good point there that a horse like that with the runs on the boards only carrying two more uh, two more kilos than a horse like Grey Khan and even Stow Abel down the bottom there. So probably is actually all right in at the weights, but I'm going to give the three-year-old a crack there. And we'll move on to race two, which is uh, a 14-metre handicap race for two-year-olds, I believe it is. Next race know, is the two-year-old race. Next, next race, yeah. Anyway, 1,400-metre handicap <laughs> The uh, favourite is Great Again, with Apprentice Lachlan Nwandorski on, $3.20. King Magnus, another apprentice is in really good form, Alana Kelly, $4.40. The Inevitable, $4.80. Uh, Dark Dream with Luke Nolan on board, $7.00. Viral, $7.50. And then getting out of double figures. What's happening here, mate? Uh,
0: Great Again is going to lead on the fence with Dark Dream on the outside. Some official maps have it. Uh, King Magnus outside of Mr. Exclusive, then viral inside of Great Duchess, the inevitable why choose her and a moody bay towards the back. Uh, Another bit of a tough race, I thought, to start the day, fish. So I'm going to go with uh, what was a former Queensland, uh, former New South Wales and Queensland horse, went over to Hong Kong and had a crack there. Uh, And has come back uh, from David Hayes to uh, Ben Hayes, who's gone out on his own from Lindsay Smith. So this horse is Dark Dream. Uh, did win the Queensland Derby on a heavy track before, uh, like I said, punters being sold to Hong Kong. Uh, showed some really good form running against the likes of Fiore and Exulton over much further than this, I will say. But uh, for anyone that doesn't follow Hong Kong racing, Exultant retired recently is, and was two or three times uh, their horse of the year. So, um, And Fiore was able to beat Exulton towards the back end of his career. So uh, some really good horses there. Like I said, he's come back to Australia. Uh, from David Hayes to Ben Hayes, the Wadonga trial looked absolutely pedestrian at best, but the but Dark Dream looked really good in his action. I thought so. Uh, I'm thinking for the the new stable looking to find their feet that maybe they're sort of uh, giving him a bit a bit of a cuddle to get to this first up run and uh, and looking to go bang. How did you see it?
1: I like it, mate. But um, I reckon if Dark Dream started running now, it still wouldn't finish first. So. <laughs> <laughs> i've landed on uh great again uh three dollars 30 i'm just hoping that he can jump land the rail spot in front which i think he will get and i'll just simplified everything here and i took him based on getting that fence run and also loving this thing out of the ground 12 soft ground runs for 10 top two finishes and he's 50 percent wins to races on on heavy ground as well so uh two kilo k- kilos off is nice so i'm playing great again at three dollars 30 and i think the danger is um King Magnus, who has a superb regular with nine top three efforts from 15 starts. Recent win was nice, strong through the line, and gets three kilos off to Alana Kelly, who I mentioned before. She's going really well for a young apprentice. So, yeah, anyway, um, great again for me.
0: <laughs> Love it, mate. 20 minutes and we're already pulling each other's tails hard. So it's race two. It's early. We're into it. But you're right. Alana Kelly's in really good form. Hopefully, uh, the punters have been following some of our previews and whatnot, well, especially yours, because – you are just dead-eyed dick at the moment, picking them left, right, and centre, and I was able to find uh, one of Alana Kelly's there last weekend. So hopefully the punters have been around that. But without further ado, I know you're excited to get into the two-year-old race, Fish, and so am I. We'll get stuck into it because this is good fun.
1: Yeah, mate, finally up to the two-year-old races now. Um, sunfall here at $3.40 is the favourite. Froggy Newell on board. Cherry Pick with Brett Preble $4.50. Uh, Regulus, $5.50. Rainair, which is the Mara Eustace JP Car combination, $8. Pammy Joy, uh, last art winner, $8.50. Pounding, $14. I swear she's perfect, 16 And then getting out of the large odds. Fill us in with a speed map here, mate. Uh, official mapfish has got Rainair
0: outside of Pammy Joy, then uh, River Views, Cherry Pick, Pounding to sit outside of Lord Paramount, and then Mgawa Regulus Heavy Duty. Sunfall behind those, Blazing Bay and Swear She's Perfect are going to make up the tale. Uh, We were talking about it before we started recording Fish and Punters. We'll try and get through this as best or as as quick as we can, but we had great fun doing this one. Um, I will make the case for Sunfalls that either everything that she raced last Saturday at Geelong was just tiny or she's massive. This is a big filly, this horse. Uh, Ran the fastest last 200, 400 and 600 of the day at Geelong even the second fastest 1,200 for the day. So she looked incredibly professional. The run on the soft seven suggests that, uh, and I've gotten that wrong, sorry, he. Uh, the run on the soft it seven suggests, suggests that... Just
1: because he's had his balls chopped off doesn't make him a female, mate,
0: come on. Yeah, sorry, that's that's a big blunder <laughs> from me, early punters. I'm struggling here. Um, <laughs> but, uh so this, the run on the soft seven suggests that he doesn't mind the wet. Uh, and I do typically, typically rate... Uh, Zoo stars on the wet, even though he wasn't all that crash hot on them. Uh, so, on class alone, I think he should win. Uh, but the barrier drawer and the maps are concerned for me. The horse that I'm tipping on top is pounding. Uh, bit of a narrative to this one, punters, but I absolutely loved it. So, uh, second start was five lengths off Victorious of prior to a blue diamond win. Uh, got caught in a bit of a speed battle early that day and was three wide for most of the trip. So, some excuses there. Went to Ballarat, missed the start. Uh, worked early along the rail and found the back of the eventual winner, boxed on really well, but had to do too much work early again. Um, that winner was actually safe, who ended up winning, and I believe it was listed level fish, and you tipped it on the pod that day. So hopefully the has got around you there. Then Pounding went and lined up in the VRC size, where he, he just got too far back and from a wide draw and was probably just outclassed on the day, and that is racing. Uh, This horse has resumed at sale where he worked well, was caught three wide again, but uh, boxed on really well again to win, I thought. So he won't get three wide from gate six on Saturday. If he does, I'll be absolutely spewing. It'll just remind me of Mark Zara on Lord Belvedere that day at the Gold Coast. Uh, So he won't be getting three wide on Saturday punters. Uh, We'll be up around the place, uh, up around the pace. Uh, The blinkers do go on. And I think you can do plenty of worse than back this horse each way. So understand why uh, Sunfalls is the favourite, but uh, pounding on top of me, how did you see it, Fish?
1: I, um I'll land on Sunfall, $3.20 favourite. Um, he has a 1,330 metre win to his name from that last stud, the one that you were talking about, which was on soft going. And I just think that that'll hold him in good stead, fitness-wise, against a few of these two-year-olds. Uh, as most people know, most two-year-olds don't get stressed out to 1,400 early in their careers it's a bit of a patient going, but uh, this one has. Pounding um, is another one who's raced at 1400 and finished 10 in the VRC size. That's a tick for pounding. But I think Fitness and 1330 meter run recently will hold Sunfall in good stead for this race at 1400, especially on a heavy town. I think a few of these two year olds just simply aren't going to race a strong 1400. Another horse that I like is Cherry Pick uh, from Barrier One, $4.20, who I uh, really liked her debut a fortnight ago where it was a blanket finish. All back to Godolphin, first starter heavily that day, Zapateo. Um, but Cherry Pick missed the jump and used gas to get back into the first few pairs from the start and then was strong through the line. So I think she'll lead if she jumps well. Uh, 1100 to 1400 is a bit of a uh, query, but I don't think there's a better judge of a horse than Peter Moody and he trains uh, this Philly. So yeah, I like Sunfall and Cherry Pick in this race.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't talk you out of it, mate. You're right that Moods is uh, Moods is flying, and he's been training really well since he's come back. Brett Pebble going aboard is in really good form, punters. If you haven't been following, so uh, maybe the Moody double for pounding and uh, and cherry pick there, punters. But um, I think I think that's going to be a good little race, that two year old race. Hopefully, it's not uh, absolutely bottomless heavy tent.
1: Yeah, I think you're I think you're on the money there too with um, finding pounding and locking the odds there because. Look at his record as five starts for no for nothing, but that's because they've obviously seen enough in him to be pla- in him to be placing him in strong races. He hasn't been going for the easy maiden wins and stuff like that. So I think he's quite a capable horse, and you get good odds at fourteen and four. So yeah, I wouldn't talk anyone out of that one either.
0: That's a really good point. And before we go on, fish, we've been on this race for a while, and I reckon we could do it a while longer. But uh, when uh, pounding went up against or was beaten by Artorius that day, the the 23rd at the hillside at Sandown. Uh, Sunfall was in that race by the back of Artorius and Pounding. So uh, that was another little one for me that sort of made me lean in his favour. I think the odds are good there, but uh, we'll get going.
1: Yeah, it's a good race. Uh, Race four is 1,100 metre handicap for fillies and mares. Um, The favourite is Miss Albania, Craig Williams on $2.70. Uh, your Mrs. La Mexicana's back, uh, $3.50. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Calcani Royal, who was a good winner, I think it was last weekend, $5.50. Absolute flirt, $8.50. Um, nice Dolphin horse in Plaquette. Good odds at 13. High risk 14. Propel 16. And then Beatrix at the bottom there at 35. So it's another good race. Also, is this going to be a nice quick speed map for us?
0: Will be, mate. Uh, Miss Albania leads high-risk Beatrix Lao Mexicana to sit outside of Calcani Royale. Absolute flirt, Propel and Plaquette brings up the tail. Uh, you're right that a girlfriend of mine, La Mexicana, is back in this one fish, but I'm going to have to go against her on Saturday. Uh, she's carrying a big weight and hasn't had any sort of official trial or jump out, so I don't think she's going to be ready to go. Uh, the horse that I do think is ready to win is Miss Albania. leads from gate two with Willow on board and the low weight loves the track and triple though she's yet to see a rain affected track i think uh she's quite a fast horse this one miss albania so uh i'm hoping that she can just put too much on them early and run them into the ground and uh and be the the first to the post uh last start she met la mexicana who carried two kilos less than miss albania and la mexicana went on this time Miss Albania is six kilos better off at the weights than the La Mexicana. Uh, like I said, has to carry the big weight, no official trial or jump out, so we don't know where she's at. Uh, I think La Mexicana next start will go up in grade to where she probably deserves to be. She's definitely the best horse in this race, uh, but unfortunately I don't think not the best. Uh, I'm Sorry, I don't think that she's best suited to win on Saturday. I think that's Miss Albania, mate. How did you see
1: it? Yeah, so the way I saw this race was I'm kind of hoping that um, in one of the earlier races I can see a horse running on from the back because I landed on Absolute Flirt here at $8.50 with one Kelly on board. And I think speed maps obviously for everyone. There's going to be pace on from all over the place. Absolute Flirt will be at the rear with probably Paquette. But um, she looks to have come back in really good order winning over this trip first up. On that day, she beat home Propel and Kalkani Royal, and she makes them better at the weight again here for beating them, which that's thanks to the three kilo claim, but that's massive positive, and the way that she won well that day was was very impressive, so I can only see absolute flirt running well, especially off the back of a really quick pace, and I think $8.50 is really generous for us. But I did put down the, the dangerous La Mexicana because, as you said, we, we, we want to see what she's like first up, and... She's going in there with 60 kilos on the back end, a heavy track, but she has one on a heavy before. So if she is forward enough, I mean, a record speaks for itself. Um, so, yeah, I mean, La Mexicana's a danger, but I'm going to play, each, well, probably not each way. I think there'll be less than eight horses in it if one comes out, but um, absolute flirt on top for me.
0: Yeah, for, one thing for the punters, if they sort of haven't been following around this time of the year and, and things like that, or just a bit of the casual punter, uh, one thing to note about absolute flirt uh, one thing that can be really profitable, and fishes bang on with this, uh, is apprentices claiming for horse runs. Well, apprentice goes on, claims their three kilos off. Alana Kelly, uh, sorry, Alana Kelly, I should say, fits this bracket of a big weight swing with their apprentice claim to get the horse to keep winning uh, is something that you see a lot around sort of winter. Uh, it was one thing that I noticed, uh, like I said last weekend, where Alana Kelly rode Falls. Uh, absolutely ran them into the ground that day. And the the big the big tick on that day was uh, was Alana Kelly in the big weight swing. So keep an eye out for that punters That's where fish is going with absolute flirt there.
1: Yeah, she's um she's riding with some serious confidence too, which is good to see from apprentices. So hopefully she can keep it up. Absolutely. Race five is a fourteen hundred meter benchmark, seventy eight handicap. Um, current oh this is a crazy race. I remember doing this. <laughs> I the favourite with uh, Michael D. Kaz on board is Scantoon at $4.50. Uh, undefeated, um, Tasmanian Gallup by the NBion, $4.80. Sessions Road, $9. Promotions, Jamie Carr on a Godolphin also $9. Uh, winner from last week, I think. Chazzy, $9.50. Jittery Jack, 12. Just Folk, 13. And then you're getting out to 20s plus, with there's such a massive field here. I think the speedmate will have a, a big play on this one.
0: Speed map dead set took me ten minutes to put together. Fish with uh, the four emergencies that are there, punters. Uh, before I go any further, we got the wrong Mickey there. It's not the cars. It's Michael D. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the cars is going well. After a, I believe it was a broken oh, yeah. leg at broken leg uh, at track work. So he's a massive fan of the show. He'll definitely be listening. Shout out to the cars. Uh, speed map for this one fish uh, looks like it's going to be a pretty quick run race. I've got the map here. It took me a while. Easy beast will lead inside of do you reckon scantoon jittery jack make up the second pair uh and then we've got uh mr dynamics kaplumpage ghost doctor global gift chassis separates uh and beyond wicklow town just spoke and then i believe that evening glory and uh stone strome sorry make up the last pairing there so uh that was one note in itself just for the speed map there punters uh I'm going to talk about two horses and this is because uh, the race is a bit sort of dependent on the scratchings and uh, and the emergencies as I've lost all my notes here. There we go. Now we're cooking with gas. Sorry, punters. Uh, so I think if there's no scratchings and it's just the, the four horses, uh, the four emergencies go out, punters, I think the jittery jack's probably going to be your winner or will at least give you a really good sight for your money. He'll go forward uh, from what could work out to be, like I said, gate 10 once those emergencies come out and a little bit of speed will come out of the race inside him as well. Been incredibly brave his last two starts without winning. He's two from three on a heavy track beating horses like Irish Flame and at the time had held former uh, beating person uh, or behind, sorry, person and then beating the likes of Mongolian Marshal too close to the sun and South Pacific, some very talented horses in Victoria. So uh, two wins at the 1,400 metres. I think the jittery jack's going to be a great each-way play. He'll run fast, run fast early for the punters. Now, if write-your-name gets a run, I think that uh, having a couple of dollars on this horse to place uh, could be a really good go. I think it will be around second and third pairing uh, a bit closer to the fence there. Uh, Dean Yendall and Lindsay Smith are absolutely flying. They win 20% of their races together at the moment. Uh, and last prep held form behind uh, Regards Marie at Caulfield over the 1,400 metres. So uh, if you think back to that horse, it's been a while since he's gone around, but uh, a group horse around that sort of 12 and 1,400 metre distance. Uh, right, your name has held some form there and I think could uh, could run a place, but it's a massive, massive race, Fish. How did you see it?
1: Yeah, massive race, you're right. Um, the way I saw it was I was looking for an inside draw horse because I think especially on that 1400 meter track where they shoot out and bend straight away. You don't want to be caught wide early. So I I went and found um, a Hawks runner called Sessions Road, who's actually the first emergency. I'm hoping that he gets a start, which I think he will, based on the heavy track and a few might come out. Um, I just like what I've seen from him. I'm not sure what, what issues he had, but he only had one run in 2019, one run in 2020, and then he's come out this year and won Won over 1100 on synthetic, and then his last one, last start over 1300, he won again, and he was on pace there. And I just think he look. I think this race will turn into a real endurance battle at the end, especially if the field stays big, and if he can handle the heavy track. I think he's a good sort of each way player at nine dollars and three, uh, especially coming out of the Hawks stable. They're pretty sneaky with these type of horses. Uh, so yeah, I'm happy just to, to give sessions road right back. and the danger I'll, I'll put down as the undefeated Tasmanian beyond. Uh, he's got six wins in a row, which is never easy for anyone. This is no doubt his toughest test and the biggest deal he's probably faced, but he's answered every question thrown at him so far. And if he can um, start off the pace here and win this, I think it just points to him winning a big race in the near future, to be honest, because pretty impressive record. So, yeah, great race, but I'm going to go on each way on Sessions Road. Yeah,
0: look, I wouldn't talk you out of Sessions Road if he, uh, if he does get the run. And that horse and beyond, it's not often that you see horses from – Uh, from Tasmania I believe the trainers are based and the horse is based Uh, not often you see them come over to Melbourne but when they do it's because they've got a big opinion of the horse punters. so uh, could be one to follow there is and beyond
1: yeah 100% Uh, race 6 is the Kiramar Premiership Handicap over 2,412 metres so nice staying race for us again uh, Alana Kelly is on the favourite, Token Spirit at $3.20. Murrumbidgee River, $3.40. Capricorn Ridge, $4.60. Uh, Zayx, I believe it is. Brett Preble on board at $9.00. Crew Class 11 and then getting at the large odds. How did you see this one?
0: Uh, Speedmap, Uh looking at one of the absolute, well, three of the absolute roughies to take up the first couple of pairs, Bow Thruster uh equine oh hang on we've got Mize reward and that's inside of equine philosopher sorry partners I lost that there for a second uh behind them will be uh Barrington Manor and then we've got exhibition echo warriors AX, uh Capricorn Ridge I believe that is uh Jabai Moon crew class vintage diesel token spirit and Murrumbidgee River brings up the tail. uh Kieran Ma Racing Premiership, this race will be won by Kieran Ma Horse. Uh, the one on top won on Bill at Ballarat Sinto was back from 14 into 8.50, looped the field and just absolutely spanked them on the Sinso there, punters. Went to the hillside uh, where it was almost odds on, uh, got shuffled back to sort of dead last, was hard ridden at the top of the turn uh, before looping the field again and motoring home, almost getting the win there. Uh, was only beaten... By a horse that just had looked like just the absolute PR in the run, it was sort of the one one uh, or the uh, one back and one inside on the sort of the fence there, and just got the absolute suck run. So, uh, this bike dropped three and a half kilos from that run. Jamie Carr sticks aboard, and the camp, as we know, is absolutely elite taking horses out over 2000 meters plus. The side was uh, Fiorento, who was two lengths off silent achiever and 0.2 of a length off done deal. In what was the old group one BMW Championship, but uh, in the championships up in Sydney there, Fish, your neck of the woods. That was on a heavy eight. So uh, I don't think the heavy track's going to be uh, an issue for this bike on Saturday. Uh, I think the Murrumbidgee River can definitely get the win there, Punders. How did you see it, Fish?
1: Yeah, mate, I'm on board with you. Um, Murrumbidgee River on top with Jamie Carr on board for Murrumbidgee Eustace. Uh, one thing to note is that Jamie Carr rode taken Spirit for the last two victories, and she's on Murrumbidgee River now, which is probably another tick for us. But, um, yeah, like you said, very impressive debut over 1,500. Always like horses that can debut over a, a serious trip like that and go well. So, you know, they're going to be a nice staying type. There looks to be heaps of pace on, so I think that Jamie will just ride the horse comfortably and um, just allow him to wind into his gears at the right time, and I think that he'll be the strongest late. Oh looking through the form anyway, the trainers are on fire with their stays. So I think we just take the three dollars forty and put the money on and wait and see the uh the yellow horse floating down in the middle of winning the race, because I'm pretty confident here. Danger I put down is Token Spirit. Um pretty nicely in the weights with the three kilos off, but I still sort of think that there's a lot more upside to Murrumbidgee River than what we've already seen from Token Spirit and Stone races. So yeah, but um other than that, I think I honestly think it's a two or three horse race. But um, definitely Murrumbidgee River for me as well.
0: Yeah, it's a, uh, that's a really good point that you made about uh, Jamie Carhood Road Token Spirit last start. It almost looks like a setup uh, for this horse being a Vobis uh, Gold eligible race. So uh, a bit of the bonus in there for all that's involved, all the connections there. So it looks like a bit of a setup to keep Jamie on board, uh, give it wings, as Murrumbidgee River in race six.
1: That's it. We'll be getting a winner there in race six. Um, now we're moving on to race seven. The Neds filter form handicap, 1,200 metres for three-year-old Colton Gilding. Um Current favourite is that jockey we've been talking about, Jamie Carl, riding the big easy, $4.50. Um, the Garden with Craig Williams on is $6.50. Sacred Palace, $8.00. Strip back, $8.00. Imperial Hilton for Patrick Payne, $9.50. Duke of New Orleans, $10. Uh, Michael D, not the cars, I got that one wrong, but anyway, he got 13. They're um, yeah, getting down to large odds of the rest. What's happening here? Uh,
0: the Defiant one's going to sit outside Imperial Hilton for the lead. Uh, Duke of New Orleans uh, will be there as well. Punter's better kick. Ashford Street stripped back. Uh, the Garden, Sacred Palace, Rockcliffe, the Big Easy, Hickok, and getting to the back is uh, Dick and Metal far enough. Uh, and halt there as well. Uh, Gone with one that I've been following a bit here, Fish, that the partners may have seen if they've been following us through the socials on the the previews on the weekend, Sacred Palace. Uh, Great wet track form, this horse. Uh, Really good without winning. Uh, Was absolutely huge, this horse was, uh, last start. Uh, Getting clear air late and finishing really well. Uh, The key to this horse is he's drawn outside of horses now where he was inside just before. Uh, So being drawn outside and getting sort of uh, the the trail into the race on the outside is really going to help him. Brett Pebble, uh, like I said earlier, riding incredibly well and goes aboard, which is a positive. Uh, Sacred Palace for me here is going to win this one, Fish. But uh, how did you see it?
1: I landed with the um, the big easy on top with Jamie Carr on, $4.50, uh he had a massive win on the 3rd of july in sydney where he came from the rear and i believe he posted the quickest last 200 of the day he landed my star of the day out of that race um, he comes back to melbourne finds jamie Carr. he just looks super hard to beat again um that day in sydney was his first ever go on a heavy track so heavy eight on the weekend uh heavy eight or nine on saturday at caulfield i believe and i think that's similar conditions to what he did at sydney so he certainly handled the heavy track that day and i'm Pretty keen to have a go at $4.50. Um, the other one that I was looking at, um, I think it's number 15, maybe, Holt. Uh, first ever starting straight into a Saturday handicap race, which all that tells you is the stable has a bit of confidence about the horse. Um, pretty sure he ran some pretty quick times in a recent jump out, and they're getting the apprentice on with three kilos off, so riding at 51 kilos first off. I mean, if they opt to ride on a heavy track first go, you, you wouldn't be surprised. I'd just be throwing that into any... um. Uh, any exotic birds I'd be having, but pretty confident that the Big Easy will run well again.
0: Yeah, that's a really good uh, point that you make, Bishop, about Holt. Uh, the 3 three-year-old at the bottom there, number 15. The trainer, the same trainer as the likes of Lindhout, so uh, know how to place their horses really well. And if you can hear the dog in the background there, sorry punters, he's just going off a bit. Um, so, yeah, definitely one that you can have in the exotics for sure. I, I wouldn't wouldn't talk you out of the Big Easy. The, the knock that I had against him was probably the map between, uh, between the Big Easy and, and Sacred Palace.
1: Just one other one I might, might mention, and I've mentioned Alana Kelly a number of times, but I really think she's got a great book of odds again on the weekend. But the Defiant one, who's large odds, I mean, you could have a small each-way play, 27 and 750, um, coming out of some nice races and being pretty competitive. They scratched midweek because they had a very wide draw there um, well, wherever they raced on Wednesday in Melbourne. But I think 27 and 750 is another one you can throw in the exotics and, yeah, you might might get some luck.
0: I think it might have been the lakeside on Wednesday, but uh, we'll get around Jared Fish and the Alana Kelly fan club there, punters.
1: <laughs> yeah, massive fan, you right. Um, race the big screen company, Bletchingly Stakes, which is a wait-for-age group three. Um, the favourite is last start winner Red Can Man $4.50 Goodolphin's got Viridine there at $4.80 The Astrologist from Queensland $5.50 six fifty. $6.50 another one of your mates Streets of Avalon $7.50 Order of Command nice odds of 10 Stanson 12 and then you're getting out to Brave on at 27 and large odds who do you like here?
0: It's not a bad little race this one Fish I i Am thinking that Streets of Avalon is actually going to be scratching for Saturday punters, and I think that's uh, some that's some of the word out of the the camp there that they're not looking to run him on a heavy. He's never won on a rain affected track. It's all been on good ground. So uh, thinking that he might be a uh, scratching there. Uh, speed map. I've got Red Can Man, Inkeeper, uh, the Astrologist, Samsung, uh, Isaurian, uh, I Am Someone, Order of Command, Secret Blaze, Brave Song, Viridine, and then William Thomas out the back. I think that Red Can Man is holding up too much of a percentage of this market punters. Uh, and that's for two reasons. I mean, he's going to go forward from, uh, from gate three, which is definitely a tick, but uh, has also never won on a, a wet track. We're talking about a West Australian horse that uh, never sees sort of genuine wet tracks over in Perth there. I don't think they really know what rain is, but... Um, so with that in mind, the winner of the Bletchingly, the Group 3 hunters is going to be Viradine. Loves his track and trip. Great second-up record and loves a heavy deck as well. Wasn't disgraced at all last start in the Monash. That so was over 1,100 metres, which is a bit short of his best. Uh, did get back towards the end of the field and sort of had to weave between horses, which didn't help at all. Uh, drawn outside here, uh outside horses here on Saturday. Uh, fish, we were talking about D. Oliver, who's probably not been riding in the greatest of form, and that's because he's waiting for Viridine. Uh, only sticks and uh, will be much better suited over the 1,200. Uh, I think this horse is dead set, going to ta- be taking a power of beating. Um, this is what we were talking about on Saturday, that uh, or, or for Saturday, I should say, punters, that uh, early in the day, looking for horses up on the pace. This is the one that we want to see come flying down the middle fish, is it?
1: Yeah, that's right, mate. Um, I've gone with the the two oldies of the field as well. I think Streets of Avalon will come out, like you said, but i am going with the experienced gallopers, as you could say. Uh, Order of command on top, and and they're probably experienced jockeys as well. Order of command on top with Craig Williams, um, $10.290 and a place. I backed him first up, and his run was pretty disappointing for a horse that I've I've liked fresh previously. I'm just sticking solid because I honestly think he's a better horse than that. I think he's the best horse in the field, and I believe... The wet's a bit of a tick for him. Um, I think he'll be able to handle the heavy truck and you'd assume that that'll be okay. Viridine with Damien Oliver, like you just said, what Damien Oliver's doing at the moment, he's just having his bit of a quiet period. relaxation until Spring Carnival comes and he'll land a big win there. But yeah, he's definitely out of form, that's for sure. But I'm um, not into pot jockeys, but he might get a win on Viridine because uh, he comes out of the same race as above. But Viridine's much better suited to 1,200 and also has a win in a second on a heavy truck. So... I think these two are the best horses in the race and probably not too badly suited by the conditions of the track either.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Love It Not a Fighter is the Alana Kelly fan club. It's interesting to note, Fish, you're on top of their order of command. Has never actually seen a, a proper heavy deck. 12 starts on a soft track, five wins, two seconds, two thirds. Um, so keep an eye out for him punters for sure. But uh, yeah, I'm Veridine, your order of command, and, uh, and I wouldn't talk you out of order of command at all.
1: Yeah, I did have a good look at that. I mean, he's had 30 starts and never raced on heavy, so I wasn't too sure if that meant that the stable had been avoiding the heavy trucks or he just never landed on one, but I think his soft track statistics suggest that he might be able to handle it unless it's a bulk track. But anyway, we'll find out on uh, Saturday afternoon. Absolutely. Race nine, last race on the card is uh, Melbourne Racing Club membership renewal handicap. It's a 1,200 metre race for three-year-old fillies. Um, the current favourite is Zesty Bell with Jacob Opperman on at three dollars seventy. Sugar Town five dollars fifty. Bubbly Lass Mickey D seven fifty. Zoo Dancer eight dollars. LCL who won well last start nine dollars and three in place. A lady, seventeen. Getting out a pretty large odds there. What's the map doing here?
0: Map for this one fish. As I bring that up in front of me. Uh, Mr Vine M will go forward Sugartown will be there as well Safe Passage uh, As I get the rest of this Sorted, sorry punters uh, Diamonds in the Sky Winning Weather there as well uh, Then Zoo Dancer, I've actually treated As a scratching in this race punters uh, Don't think she'll be going to the heavy First up, uh, Zesty Bell Continuance, Bob's Relish uh, Sunrise Baby, Belsiel, Wild Savannah, one of the emergencies Zooming Zebra, Alidi. Uh, and then Bubbly Lass, uh, Awapuni, Princess and uh, is that Mother Ains, uh towards the back of the field there? Uh, got Zesty Bell on top here, Fish, and I'm not sure that you're coming with me. Uh, this was put in a really good run last start to be beaten by uh, Brett Preble and Bell CL. Uh, I thought it was actually quite unlucky on the day. It was an incredible run to come from. Uh, sort of eighth of the 400 metre mark to be only beaten 0.2 of a length. Uh, form on a heavy track is not bad at all. One of the uh, runs was a second placing as a two-year-old uh, and that was around the hillside at Sandown, beaten uh, only 0.2 of a length by Zach Hoover. So uh, a horse has probably not gone to great heights, but uh, this horse is not disgraced on a heavy track at all. Uh, two cracks at the distance. The last time uh or not the last time yeah sorry punters the last time that she had a go at it was in a a vobus gold carrot at the valley and i think it was just way too far out of a out of her depth uh on command won the race rock the ring second and the big easy was third so some horses that go on and contest much stronger races than this jacob opperman six uh dropping another two kilos even with that two kilo claim on saturday so that's what we were talking about a bit earlier that uh, that weight swing with the apprentice as punters, uh, so it gets the weight swing on Belcel on Saturday, and I think that Zesty Bell wins. How did you see it?
1: Pretty similarly to you, I've got Zesty Bell down as a danger purely on, like you said, the weights, um, very handy under you know, the weights, and got a very nice draw. Going to be hard to hold out, but I've gone pretty um, wide for my best bet of the day. Um, I put Bubbly Lass on top. Uh, I'm going to be best of the day for me. Well, that's I think she's getting way better than the odds suggest, $8. Um, she's very consistent. And last start, she absolutely savaged the line, even though she was in the worst part of the track. That's one thing that I like when I'm doing flying, if I can see. Or well, remember that horses were in the wrong part of the track and, and ran well against the bias. i certainly have a look at them. I think heavy track's are ideal. Um, she's proven that she handles the heavy and even the soft, so... Yeah, I think she's okay. And the, the weights there as well. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the seven dollars, fifty eight dollars, and play bubbly as My best bet of the day.
0: That is really exciting for you to go long in the best of the day fish. So uh, all aboard there, punters. Uh, we'll get into our best and next best bit of an each way for the day fish. Who have you got as your your best? Well,
1: my best is bubbly lust. Uh, i just mentioned that at seven fifty. Next best for the day, I went in great. I uh, went in race two, great again at three dollars thirty. Like I said, I just think uh, you'll get the fence run and prove too strong with the um, claim for the apprentice. And then my value bet was in the Blessing Um uh, Craig Williams on Order of Command. I just think eleven dollars way over the odds. So yeah, they're the three best next in value for me. What about you? Off the case you made for Sunfalls, I thought you might
0: have uh, thought you might have found Sunfall in there as a best as well. Best for me, mate, is going to be Viridine in the Bletching Lee. Next best is Murrumbidgee River, and we're both aboard there, so give it Wings, punters in race six. Um, And race seven, I'll throw Sacred Palace in there as well, punters. I think the best each way better on the day is going to be Jittery Jack in race five. Uh, I think if you see those four emergencies come out, uh, fortunately, Fish won't get Sessions Road in there, but uh, that's okay because Jittery Jack's going to run a fast run race and uh, and hopefully get a a pretty well-deserved win. But uh, looking out wide, mate, have you got anything out wide for us?
1: Yeah, I do. I've got um, two at Rose Hill on Saturday in Sydney that I like. Um, race two, number four, Coast Watch, $9.50. Um, returns after being gelded. And he's trialed absolutely exceptionally well for this return. His trial the other day was probably the best that we've seen in trial. So, and you just have a look. It's the Chris Waller-JMAC combination. It's a very winnable race there, race one. He's competed in some pretty good early races. So, I don't think the $9.50 is going to be around for too long, so if you want to have a small play on that, I'd take that. And then race day in the midway, um, number one, Ashim, $3.20. Uh, last start, he raced on the absolute bog, bog Ramwick track right before they abandoned it late. Um, it was such a biased track, but ran, ran on strongly to finish second there, and he was massive firmer in the market. So I think um, he's already been crunched in from five to 320 here since the opening. So I think if you're going to, if you get anything above threes right now, you'll, you'll definitely have above odds come race day of dollar on board. I think you'll be hard to beat as well. So they're the two for me. What about you? You got any out wide?
0: Out wide, mate, I'll go. Well, I think probably the the best on the card at, uh, at Doomban on Saturday is going to be race seven indispensable, but no prizes for finding him there. I think you can have a really good bet on uh, the favorite in race nine, Roman Aureus five starts, four wins over the track and trip. Uh, to be beaten only once. And that was last start where I believe he ran second there, punters. So get around Roman Oris in the last two. Dig uh, yourself out there if you might need to do so. Uh, Fish, we've got a few new segments, like we said, off the top of the pod coming next week. We've got the, uh, the Stable Stars. We'll go through a bit of a, a wait-for-age review if it's, uh, if it's there for the punters. I believe it will be off that group three. And then, uh, then we'll also go through our Trash and Treasure as well, uh looking forward mate we've got uh we've got another little super vibus meeting that we might be covering there at uh, the valley we're heading to the valley on saturday punters so uh that's what we'll be back recording next week uh is the valley uh fish like i said off the top miss is a bit keen to have me on here having a yarn to you about racing so i stopped chewing her ear off and i thoroughly enjoyed it mate so thank you for joining me again
1: yeah, it was good, mate. I enjoyed that. And hopefully um, hopefully, we'll both find a few winners on the weekend and got something to celebrate on Saturday. Especially yeah, uh, while well, half the country's in lockdown. Got to give the, the punters something to enjoy.
0: Yeah, absolutely, mate. If you're going to celebrate punters, make sure you're doing your social distancing and uh, and gambling responsibly, all that kind of jazz there. Uh, we'll be back next week, like I said, for uh, Mooney Valley, uh, another big Super of stay. And until then, bet up and have a fill up, like punters. We'll see you next week.
1: That's good. Cheers.